it's really depressing that my guess is everybody who's listening to this has either been on the receiving end or sending end of a wellness check text text because of a mass shooting. Because I have been now on both. I've been on the receiving end when the Highland Park 4th of July mass shooting happened. That's a suburb, a couple of suburbs north of where I live. And I was at a 4th of July parade with Owen that was happening at the same time, just one suburb over. And, but how the suburbs work up here is people just, they're all, you know, they're five minute drives between them. So like my town of Wilmette doesn't have one. So you go to the one in Winnetka or Highland Park. I happen to go to the one in Winnetka. The shooting happened at Highland Park, but everybody in these five or six suburbs goes to one or one of these 4th of July parades happened to be at the one where it wasn't, but it was at the exact same time. My grandparents lived at village Shalom in Kansas city. There was a hate crime mass shooting there targeting elderly Jewish people had to make that call to be sure that my grandparents weren't involved. And then here having worked and lived there for so long, Steph's mom was at the parade my good friend and former producer and childhood friend Ben Heisler was at the parade with his five-year-old son. And of course, Nick was at the parade with his wife, Danielle, who I've known since they were dating and her sister, Deanna and her best friend, best friend, Nicole. So the show starts and you see it happen on social media and you're sending these texts to these people. And it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy that nothing changes. And I don't think that one law or one thing or six laws or six things could eliminate it. But it's so insane that we've just stopped trying to do anything. Uh, And now I am monologuing. But uh, I also looked this up because someone texted it into the show. That was the anniversary the 16-year anniversary of a shooting at Northern Illinois University. And it was the seven-year anniversary of the shooting in Parkland. So just on that day, February 14th, in American history, you have three famous mass shootings. It's just, how could anyone look at the problem and be like, yeah, you know what? Let's not try anything. It's just, it's so depressing and scary because it makes you not want to be in large gatherings. It's terrible, man. Yeah. You know, one of the things that crossed my mind, actually, I was sitting down for dinner with Amanda that night and she actually, you know, when you experience this, sometimes when you're a, a parent of a young child, you know, you might lose track of what's happening on social media or what's happening in the news for like a five or six hour period because you're just overwhelmed with parental responsibilities. And so I was shocked when I got home. Now I was, I guess I shouldn't say shocked because I had not gotten a message from her. But when I got home from work that night, I said to her, did you see what happened in Kansas City today? And she was mortified when I told her, but she had not heard about it at all 
um, and immediately started asking about like Nick and Danielle and everything. Um, and so as we talked about this over dinner, one of the things she brought up to me was, you know, you just brought up the large gathering point. Like, are there still going to be parades after teams win championships or like right away, like at, I mean, my, my answer to that would be yes. Yes, right. Because it's like you don't want one horrible incident to ruin what is a joyous celebration and everything else. But And there have been shootings at other championship parades. I, 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 I know, but that's going to be something that a lot of people think about when they're making a decision if they want to attend something like this, at least in the immediate future when it shouldn't even be a question that pops into our heads at all. Yeah. You know, like a team's going to win an NBA championship in June. There's going to be a fan or there's going to be a, a a father and and mother of kids who think to themselves, well, wait a minute, we know what happened in Kansas city. And the other thing about that too, that like, I just can't, I couldn't stop thinking about as I was watching the horrifying pictures from the parade site was, Think about if you're, first of all, you know, you're, th- you're, you're thanking your lucky stars. If you were there with your kids, that nothing bad happened to them, but that's still psychologically a scarring experience. You're in this yeah. mass gathering for a party and you hear gunshots go off and you have to run and seek shelter and seek safety in those things. And like, now there's so many young people in Kansas city who were there that might have PTSD or might have some real strong negative feeling or emotion that's triggered by the, like the chief's championship. Like that's what I keep thinking about. Like there might be some Kansas city, 10 year old version of me as a kid, when I was obsessed with football. And if I was a chiefs fan and lived close by, I would have been begging my parents to, to let me play hooky from school and go to that. And I mean, a lot of the school districts were closed. They were calling it a red snow day. Yeah. Like that's yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the city, the city, the city in the surrounding area, I mean, completely shuts down for these things. It's just, it, 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 it breaks my heart in so many ways because like one of the things that I like about sports and this isn't often true. I mean, we obviously lived through some times in the not so distant past where there were things about sports that divided people and made it, you know, polarizing and divisive and everything else. But it's really supposed to be something that brings people together in a positive way. Like this game that the chiefs won to set up this parade brought more people in front of their TVs than anything ever. Like it's supposed to be a unifier, Danny, you know, and that's what yeah. like sickens me about this. Well, the other thing too, is like, there are acts of heroism there, right? There are people that the video of the, of the guy tackling the shooter for one. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. There are people who notified law enforcement. There are people who tackled, the shooter there guy, Nick Allegretti, who took time to be with like kids who were distraught over the whole thing. I mean, right. what a stand up dude. 
Trey, Trey Smith did apparently. Blaine Gabbert did. Andy Reid did. Jackson Mahomes got credit for that in in one uh, witness account. You know, so I mean, uh, Kansas City is an incredibly philanthropic place. Um, the I know that the the blood donation banks were you know the lines were out the door there for people trying to donate blood. You know, so there's there was there's always the yin to the yang, like a, a ton of positive that that comes out of it um and i know that it's become like in vogue because our industry went like too hard probably into politics when we're like the toy department people are supposed to use us as a diversion but i also think that like we can't become we we can't become so jaded and numbed and desensitized to it that we just say, well, it's going to happen. Like, and I know you don't mean it, but like, because we talked about it on the show too. Someone said like, are they going to have to put metal detectors at parades? That just seems so ridiculous to like talk about banning parades. I know you're not saying banning parades, but kind of, right? Let's change the rules around parades instead of trying to do more things to get to the root issue here. It, 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 you're saying it's like a treat the symptoms. It's just very situation. frustrating. Like, yeah. you can't, oh, it would, all it would take was a good guy with a gun. There were a thousand armed members of law enforcement there. You know? Yeah. It, it's happened at, it happens in red states and blue states and cities and rural and churches and temples and mosques and elementary schools and preschools and colleges and high schools and theaters and malls and, and parades. And it, it, it's, it, it's so American. It's so ingrained in American culture that, and people get so like, well, what about inner city violence? And what about this? And what, let's, I, what about mental health? You want to have a conversation about all of the things that lead to inner city violence? Trust me, I'm here for it. You want to have a conversation about mental health? Trust me, I'm here for it. Pay enough to therapists. But like, also, this problem, the mass shooting problem, uniquely American. And it is the thing that like makes you say, eh, Cubs games at 120. At 12.45, there's 10,000 people outside of one gate trying to get in. You don't have to go through a metal detector there. And there's a bunch of buildings around. Ballpark in a neighborhood. You're pretty at risk. You're pretty exposed. There's no way to stop that. There's no way to defend it. If a bad actor wants to, you know, so like, Maybe we should actually look at figuring out the thing. And I'll say it, obviously, guns. And it's so insane that we've become so used to it that people would rather just be like, nah, let's just consider not going to parades or let's arm teachers or let's put metal detectors at movie theaters. But you know what I mean? Like, that's just so insane to me. 
because there's you you can't make every place in the world safe, but maybe we could do something about making it a little tougher for people to get killing machines in their hands. I think what happens here as far as like people that do what we do is, you know, we obviously um, relish like the disagreement in the in debate that comes with like discussing things like what we started the show with, like the Justin Fields thing. And, you know, you post a strong opinion on Fields or you say something strong about it and you get people that will call you names and disagree with you on it. But in those situations, like it never feels to me like, you know, like what's supposed to be an inclusive conversation where you're, you know, you you feel like you're trying to bring in as many people as you can and invite and accept as many as you people as as many people as you can to talk about the things you find interesting. Like people will disagree with you and call you names, but it never really feels to me like when that happens, like you're losing the people as like listeners or friends of the show or whatever, because you're just disagreeing about sports. And I think to go back to what you said about how people aren't comfortable anymore talking about these things is because I think people learned a few years ago, like when you do that and people don't agree with you, they'll shut you off. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the fear and concern that people have in our space for having the types of conversations that probably definitely things like this should promote, you know, it's just like you post something that you think is not a controversial or political comment. It's more of like a human rights issue. At least that's what you think it is. You say that and the feedback you get is like something that doesn't match that. And I think that that like for a lot of people that do what we do, it just creates, I think this reaction where it's like, you know what? It's not worth it. 